The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning as we begin our week in the Word of God. I have to be honest that I was, I was leaving this morning to go out. My wife told me, she says, listen, uh, there's a potential of another five to eight inches of snow coming this week. I have to be honest, that was just a bummer to get out, go out of the house and to hear that this morning. And uh, I, if maybe you're like me, I, I've enjoyed the snow. It's been fun to sled in it. It's been fun to watch my kids play in it. But I'm ready to be done with it. I'm ready to be done shoveling it. I'm ready just to be done. And I don't think I've wanted spring to come as bad as this year. But I'm grateful that hopefully you've remained safe. And uh, thank you for those who came yesterday. It was a great service in both services. And we hope an encouragement to you, maybe those who are watching online. And I hope that maybe there was something yesterday that really encouraged you and just helped you to uh, see Jesus. And so we really hope it was encouragement. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 41 this morning. And I'm going to do, uh, with the section of scripture we're going to dig with, we'll uh, look at, we'll dig in, you know, maybe a little deeper. There's some principles we want to pull out of it. But what I want to do is a, a little bit of an overview thought of one section of the scripture here. Uh, one section. We've been kind of building up since the beginning. Uh, we started this series of living the dream. Uh, we started back with the dream that God gave Joseph, and we made the comment, the truth that that the dream that God gave Joseph was a promise, a vision of what would come. And since that vision, since that dream, he has uh, seen nothing but setbacks, nothing but battles, nothing but negative, and he has remained faithful. He has not only, I mean, and when I mean faithful, he's been doing, he did his best in Potiphar's house, was moved up the chain, was, did his best in prison, moved up. And uh, then he was willing to give the interpretation, the dream to these two men. And, and none of those do we see anywhere where he says, this is about me. Um, and yet we see that he, he remained faithful. There's, as far as we know, there's not criticism. Uh, towards this events of the day, and he just remained faithful until the event we're going to look at today. So what I want to do is I'm going to read a section of scripture, uh, and it's obviously not the culmination of the story because there's so much that comes in the life of Joseph that uh, precedes even or comes right after what, what we're going to look at today. But I just want to take a minute and evaluate uh, one truth, the truth that we have uh, repeated throughout this devotional, and I and I just give one more thought to it. So in Genesis chapter 41, let's just go to verse number 46. The Bible says, and Joseph was 30, I'm looking at the wrong passage, um, 37, uh, verse 37. And it says, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such as a one as this is, a man in whom the spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vesture of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot with his, which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the, all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh was called 
jo- and Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephnath Paniah, and he gave him wife Asenath, uh, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. I want to look for just a minute at this phrase, a phrase actually that comes from the book of Galatians chapter 6, and the phrase is in due season. I've used, I've referenced that phrase over the last few weeks in this idea that sometimes this is a relatively frustrating uh, phrase, because in due season, we want in due season to be now in our impatient in, in society that we, in, in just our personal nature, and it gets more and more in, in the busyness of the Northeast and the busyness of uh, being in the suburbs of a city, these things are easier to, uh, to be, but in due season, we want it now, we want it now. And, uh, and what we see is that in this passage, we see that the culmination of everything, not just Joseph recognizing how God had done it, now we begin to see, you know, last time we talked about hindsight 2020, Joseph was able to see as he stood in front of Pharaoh and was able to, as he's giving interpretation, it, it, all of the things taking place throughout the last decade plus now begin to humanly make sense. But we're looking now at the point of Joseph is now beginning to receive. He's physically being able to experience the results of and the physical aspect of the promise that was given to him such a time before. And now he, he, he has become a ruler. Uh, he has gained a wife. Um, he is the second most powerful man in the known world, at least that local world at that time. Uh, and uh, all simply because, was it because he pushed for anything? No, he stood before Pharaoh. And as he stood there waiting for God to place him there, when he stood there, he stood there and then he said, Lord, this is where you want me to be. And then he said, God will give you an answer. And he gave a great testimony and allowed God to use him. Even at one point where Pharaoh said, where the spirit of, he described him as a man who has the spirit of God. And I hope that that's something that we would all desire to say about ourselves, that we are ones with whom the Spirit of God is, that there's something unique, and I'm not saying weird or crazy, sometimes we even see that as judgmental, a sweet spirit that people see God working in and working through, that there is just something where you can tell that our heart has been given solely to God and God is desiring and God is using it. I hope that each and every one of us, that's our desire. But what I'm gonna do is take the next couple of minutes and look through um, four thoughts that I put down under this, just under this phrase, in due season. And it, we can build from what we've learned to this point or talked about to this point through the life of Joseph. Um, for in due season, because let me tell you one thing that I, I, I believe to be true with all my heart. Joseph had a lot of opportunities throughout the time that he was in Potiphar's house, that he was in prison. And frankly, we know about one of the very specific stories in Potiphar's house where he could have just given up on this dream. He could have given up on the vision. He could have said, God has forgotten about me. Why am I worried about him? And he could have said, I'm done with this. I'm done. If I've got to be here, I'm going to make the best of it. And he could have just gone out into a life of sin that probably many of the other slaves that he was around was doing. He, no one was there that he knew. Everybody thought he was dead. He could have easily just said, forget about it. I'm done with this. And he didn't. He chose not to do that. You know, and, and God tells us in Scripture, he's saying he was acquired in stewards so the man be found faithful. And we've talked about faithful as not just sitting still in the corner. You know, faith without works is dead. Faithfulness is something we do. But when I look at that, I think to myself, how many people in frustration, you know, the, the battles and the struggles and the tests that come, these things come and we say, Lord, you've forgotten about me. And we allow our human thinking that a lot of times is Satan throwing things in our mind. We allow these things to be the thing that gets us to quit. 
We say, I'm done with this. I don't want anything to do with it. And we allow it to be the thing that drives us to quitting, quitting um, on in serving God, quitting on church, quitting on sometimes our, our homes and things of that nature. And we just say, I'm done. We say, I don't want anything to do with God. And I've met many like that where they're just done. And, and, and some of them will say, well, I haven't received blessing. God hasn't done this. Look what God's done for so-and-so. And, and it's possible. It's possible that we, they were just a short distance away from seeing God's blessing in due season, and they just quit before God could fulfill all that he was doing. You know, Joseph, two years prior to this, when it was clear that the butler was going to ignore him and forget about really forget about him, and it was going to be what he didn't know at the time to be two more years of prison, before he was able to be released from prison. He could have said, this is it, I'm done. It could have been what sometimes we call the straw that broke the camel's back. So much weight of so many of the things going on and this is, this is it. And it could have been that. And he says, you know, he comes back and says, I'm going to remain faithful. What are four thoughts that I wanna share? And these are just thoughts for me to you. In due season, how do we maintain and how can we be believe that God is still going to offer in that due season? Number one, it is, we must remember, it is in God's timing. It's God's timing, not ours. And why is that so important? Because just like when the butler did not pick, pull Joseph out quickly after he was, he was freed, Joseph could have been frustrated. And Joseph somehow, in faithfulness to God, recognized this is not God's timing. I don't know what's going on. I will continue for the next, what that time, unknown time, two more years to remain faithful. It is God's timing. Here's what happens. We say, Lord, here's the reasons why this is good timing. Here's that, here's that. And it's so easy to put our human reasoning into what we believe to be God's timing and God's will. And we just have to remain faithful and say, Lord, I will remain faithful. I will do, I will serve, I will stay in the word, I will stay in prayer, I will stay where you have me right now and I will just serve. And I will just do and I will just be, I will try to be the most faithful I can be in his time. Because when he finally does fulfill what, that is, what is happening in due season, it is amazing. But we have to wait for that. So in due season is simply in God's timing. And another thing about in due season, it is specific for you. Over the last few episodes, we've talked about God's will, the will of God. And one of the things we mentioned is that there is a general will of God for everybody. Um, God has very specific things in the Word of God that are just, He wants every Christian to do. We can go to the Ten Commandments, you can go to a lot of the Gospels, and uh, you know, for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can read a lot of the things that Jesus stated. You can read the Apollonian Epistles and the church, letters to the church throughout all the New Testament and list of things that God has asked us to do. Uh, these are general. These, everybody should be doing those. But then there's the specific will, things that God has given just to you, which will be different than for anyone than anyone else and it's for you it's it's the reason he gave you the gifts he's given you it's the reason he's given you the desires he's given you it's frankly the reason that he's given you the weaknesses he's given you god has designed you for something and he wants you to use it in this place and you say i'll remain faithful for his timing for whatever he specifically has designed for me here's my point a lot of times we like to compare ourselves with others. The Bible says if you compare yourselves with others, it is not wise. Because you look at others and you say, God, it's not fair. And there, but there's so many things we just don't know. And it doesn't matter because God's journey for you is different than the journey for anyone else. I mean, faithful, stay strong, and understand that it, his due season is specific. It's God's timing specific for you. Number three, it requires faithfulness. It requires faithfulness. Four thoughts I wrote down. Don't quit. Just don't quit. So many of us get so frustrated, and frankly, in a little bit of frustration, we're done. Don't quit. Keep faithful. Keep praying. Don't quit. Keep praying. 
you know what, you're battling, it doesn't seem like it's working, then get back on your knees and keep praying, keep fasting, keep doing, keep doing, keep going, keep adding to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, keep adding these things to what you already know, keep trusting, not on your own understanding, but in Him, keep going, keep, don't quit, keep praying, keep doing, keep trusting, it requires faithfulness, you know, I thought about Elijah when he goes before, um, he goes before Ahab, he is bold. He is passionate. He is strong. I'm telling you what, he's the kind of guy that most preachers want to be. Man, I'm going to go stand in front of the most uncomfortable and difficult of settings, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak for God, and then he runs away. Uh, and it's easy. A lot of us find themselves. And so we sits, find ourselves in the same scenario in our thinking. Then he finds himself by the brook Cherith, and he sits there, and he sees God daily hand a blessing. But you know what also he sees in the daily hand a blessing? It's getting less and less and less. Why? He called a famine on the earth. Less and less and less and less. And then just at the time it seemed like there could be nothing more, God sends him to a widow who is honestly just at the end of her life and she's about uh, to say, listen, we're going to eat our last meal and then my son and my son and I will just accept death as many of our friends have during this famine. And God blessed the widow and Elijah. And you look at that, at any point, Elijah could have said, I'm done. I don't want to go before Ahab. I don't want to sit here alone in front of the book. I, Brooke, I, don't, I don't want to go through this time like this. And he could have quit. And he didn't. And yet he went back and did a great thing on the top of Mount Carmel. He remained faithful. He kept going until God says, this is what I am using you for. In due season, is in God's timing. It is specific for you. It requires faithfulness. And lastly, it is your best for his glory. It is your best. What he has planned for you is your best. It's the best for your marriage. It's the best for your home. It's the best for your career. It's the best for your personal life. Where God has the center of God's will in whatever he's doing right now in the midst to prepare you for that due season is for your best. I'm telling you, it is hard for us to see that. It's so easy for us to get frustrated and say, Lord, I don't believe this. I don't like this. And humanly speaking, understandably, I don't think Joseph liked living in Potiphar's house, probably. I don't think he liked prison. Probably didn't like the pit, to be honest with you. Didn't like the fact that he's being lied about. Didn't like the fact that, Lord, in all of the things that I've done to be faithful to you and honest to you, you gave me this dream. You know that I love you. You know that I'm faithful. What is going on here? He could have easily said these things, and yet he did not. He did not do that. He, he remained faithful. And in that faithfulness, in due season, God placed him. God had to put him at the time in a spot that Pharaoh could get a hold of him in that prison, not too far from where he was, at the time when the famine was about to come, to ultimately protect his own chosen people, that it was in due season. Can I tell you that it's very easy for us in the Christian realm to become impatient, and we, it's just as part of the human nature. Remain faithful, keep going, keep God, just trust in God's timing in due season. But in that time, remain faithful. I've learned this about ministry. We all, you know, in serving, we want fruit. We want God to, to bless you and do this and give us fruit for our labor and our faithfulness. Can I tell you, I've learned this and I've had many, many, many people and pastors tell me this. The time of reaping is often much smaller in comparison to the time of sowing. Keep sowing, keep going, keep, keep ministering, keep serving. God at some point will bless that. Just remain faithful in doing where God has you in your home, in your, as, a, as a father, as a wife, as a, as a husband, as a, you know, as a mother. 
as a, as a teenager, as a young adult, as you're striving for what the next step is, remain faithful and in due season you'll see God work in whatever season you find yourself in. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. Uh, we're so glad you've given us the opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you have a great week. I hope there's not more snow coming, but if there is, uh, remain safe and uh, stick with us throughout this time. Hopefully we can still be an encouraging voice in the cold and in this time in this February. We thank you for joining us. We hope you have a great rest of your day.